from the Financial Times in London. I'm Martin Arnold, banking editor. This is FT News. A top Russian banker and associate of President Vladimir Putin has accused the American elite of waging a political witch hunt against Donald Trump, the US president that leaves the two nuclear-armed powers in a very dangerous situation. Andre Kostin, chief executive of VTB, the state-controlled bank that is Russia's second largest, told the FT in an interview that the madhouse in Washington was thwarting any chance of improvement in East-West relations for the foreseeable future. I think that the elite in Washington or bureaucrats, I mean, they are campaigning against Trump and this completely paralyzed his activity to do anything. You know, even to have any dialogue with Russia, Mr. Lavrov came to Trump and immediately appeared that Trump sold all the major secrets, you know, of the United States to Mr. Lavrov. Anybody who can speak with the Russian ambassador immediately committed treason, you know, so it's, it's absolutely impossible. So we don't even see how Trump can formulate the policy vis-a-vis Russia, you know. And that's why there's still no meeting, and probably it will take place in July, hopefully. But whether it can lead to any results, we don't know. That was Andre Kostin, who came to the FT recently. Joining me to discuss the interview with Mr Kostin is Max Seddon, the FT's Moscow correspondent. Max, tell us a bit about the context in which these comments by the VTB boss have been made. Well, I think VTB, uh, they've been under sanctions for almost three years now, and they're extremely pleased that they have more or less found found a way to adapt. Of all the Russian state banks, uh, the big three, they were the hardest hit because they always had the most global ambitions. VTB was born basically when Joseph Ackerman, who was 10 years ago the CEO of Deutsche Bank, he told Kostin that Russia could never be a great nation unless it had a great investment bank like Deutsche Bank. And so VTB was born in its current iteration as this globally ambitious player. But if you look at what they do now, last year there was a real moment of truth for them when they were the sole issuer of the Russian government's first sovereign eurobond, which was $3 billion, the first one that they had issued since 2013, a year before the sanctions. And at first, it was very bumpy running because they had to keep the sales open later to try and place even some of the Eurobond when they did it. And the clearinghouses didn't want to do it. But a few months after the initial placement, Euroclear agreed to place the bond. Now they are getting ready to do another one that's going to be more than twice as large. The finance ministry says they want to do $7 billion this year. And it doesn't look like there's any problem for it. Russian bonds have the highest yield of any bonds on emerging markets right now. Everyone is crazy about Russian bonds. So despite three years of sanctions, VTB's financial performance is pretty strong. But politically and strategically, you could sense the frustration in some of the comments from Mr. Kostin. Do you think that his comments reflect a growing impatience in Moscow politically and in the financial community there with the way that Donald Trump is struggling to make much headway? I think there's a certain sense of a buyer's remorse, not just among VTP, but in my conversations with them last year, they were among Donald Trump's earliest fans in Russia. And I think that Russia as a country, whatever exactly it did to interfere with the U.S. election, which remember, we really don't know the full extent of that and what exactly was going on. Clearly, it has had more of a knock-on 
effect and they've realized and it's got to the point where it's not just paralyzing the stated desire of both Putin and Trump to restore relations, but it's also paralyzing the White House in general as Trump is just firefighting scandal after scandal after scandal every day. So there is this notion that Clinton voices in the interview where he says he didn't think that there was that much that was going to necessarily come out of it. And a lot of people have said this to me, that Trump may be president of America, but that means he still has to act out of the interest of America foremost, not Russia. But I don't think anyone in Russia saw things exploding to the same level that they are at at the moment with the U.S. And it's become very toxic for Russian state bankers, especially with all these bizarre rumors going around that Trump himself may have some sort of exposure to Russian state banks. Yeah, we asked him about that and whether there was any links between Russian finance and the US president that he knew about. And he said, no, absolute rubbish. Mr. Trump, I think, I mean, it's ridiculous because nobody knew Mr. Trump in Russia mainly only as a Trump Tower, and that's it. And uh, frankly, even myself, who is in business, I mean, heard that there was some problem of his business in Trump House. He went bankrupt or not bankrupt, that's it. I think he came to Russia mainly on a beauty contest or something like yeah. that. He knows some people in this area, some singers or... Nobody never worked with, with Trump. I mean, I don't know. I, I would be very much surprised if it's appeared that he has some connections. Very much surprised. Max, what's your view on that? Nothing is impossible at this stage, but we need to see the evidence. It would be very extraordinary, obviously, from a political perspective foremost, but also the idea, it's one thing that Russian oligarchs you know, were buying real estate, some of which was Trump-branded or, or buying it for Trump, but there really isn't much of a record of Russian state banks lending that much money in the States to real estate anyway, and this isn't something that they have a track record of doing. Final question, Max, for you is about the Ukraine, which has been a headache for Mr. Kostin and VTB. They own one of the larger banks in Ukraine. And given the situation there, the conflict that's ongoing, the anti-Russian sentiment in much of the country, he was quite clear that he's trying to sell it, but is being frustrated by the Ukrainian Central Bank, which doesn't want him to sell it, according to him. And so he's threatening now to shut the thing down. What do you make of that? Well, it really shows you the struggles of the bank for most because Sparebank, Russia's largest state bank, they already reached a deal pretty quickly once it looked like there was no way back for Russian state banks in Ukraine to sell it to some private actors. They're waiting for that to go through. And it's remarkable that under the previous head of Ukraine state bank, Natalia Gwinterova, she is an old friend of question number two, Yuri Solovyov, who's from Ukraine. There's even some information in the Panama Papers from last year about their families doing business together. The issue about whether they managed to find a buyer for the asset or not is still up in the air. But certainly the whole thing has become so politicized. And in Ukraine, we're already starting to see, as the president's approval ratings go down, there are a lot more knee-jerk, patriotic things coming out of Kiev to score points, like when they banned all Russian social media last week. And they've uh, imposed sanctions on the Russian banks as well, haven't they? Their own, their own set yes, of sanctions. Yes, they have. But DTP's bank was struggling anyway, and he'd been trying for a very long time to find someone to buy it. Obviously, the political environment has made everything much worse, but it's the same as when you look at DTP's performance in Russia. They are doing much better than they were during the two years of the recession, and they're on track to double their profit this year, which is Question's main goal. But this isn't the first time that the VTB has needed the state to bail them out. They are still heavily reliant on state support, and they're going to be for the immediate future, at least. And they're going to make a lot more money be completely self-sufficient. Max Seddon, thanks very much for joining us. 